I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jamie Corbyn is a backbench MP. He hasn't been leader of the Labour Party now for three years. He wields no power. We can talk about influence, that's a separate issue. But in terms of actual political power, he has zero. And yet even now, journalists are camped outside of his house screaming at him. Do you think the NEC's decision is undemocratic, Mr Corbyn? Is the NEC's decision undemocratic? Are you going to stand as an independent candidate? Has Keir Starmer stitched you up, Mr Corbyn? Will you stand at the next general election? What's the point in this? What's being achieved there? It's just theatre, isn't it? At best, theatre. Um, or some sort of bizarre attempt at pantomime. It's not an attempt to genuinely get some sort of insight, is it? that kind of behaviour. I mean, have you ever seen any insight from a journalist removed by a certain distance from a politician yelling at them? Whether they're Tory, Labour or whatever. Of course you don't. I mean, normally with politicians, this whole charade uh, involves them standing outside of number 10, whether it be the Prime Minister or Cabinet Ministers visiting the PM, and they yell stuff like, are you going to resign? Did you accept the donations? You get that, and they don't answer. I mean, it's a waste of time, that, isn't it? Now, even though, you know, it's a waste of time, it is a way of getting some video for 24-hour rolling news or the evening news. But when you're just doing it outside someone's house, you're just haranguing them in their own private area or outside their private area, in a very intrusive way, for literally nothing. You're not getting anything out of it. You're not going to, achi- you're not going to get any answers to, to your questions. Who, who, who in any way is going to go, oh, do you know what? I was actually just going back to hang out with my family, but now you've camped outside my house screaming at me uh, in front of my entire neighbourhood, in front of all my neighbours. I'll, I'll just yell some answers back. I've got, I'd be delighted to do that. Who's going to do that? That's not the point of the exercise, is it? Now, uh, journalists clearly doing this, because they dislike the guy and they want shots of him looking grumpy because it's a pretty predictable response to constantly camping outside someone's door. To repeat, the guy's not in charge of anything. Now, when did they ever do this to Keir Starmer, who's the leader of the opposition? I mean, they did it with Corbyn all the time when he was leader of the opposition. I bet some of you could draw the house of Jamie Corbyn from memory based on how, throughout those years when he's leader of the opposition, how often they... They were there, camped outside of his door. But what about Starmer? In fact, the only time I'd ever seen them do it for Starmer, funnily enough, was back in 2020, when the whole thing kicked off with Corbyn in the first place, with the whip being withdrawn, and there was a prospect of the whip being restored until certain MPs kicked off over it. But for that moment, they were yelling, they were suddenly outside of Starmer's house, and he was looking bewildered. So the only time I've seen them do it is actually about Jamie Corbyn, when... They were putting pressure on him not to readmit Corbyn back to the Parliamentary Labour Party. Now, I'm not doing this, by the way, to get out a tiny violin for Corbyn. As ever, there is a wider point. Now, as Aaron Bastani from Navarra puts it, why have I never seen the front door of the CEO for companies like Royal Mail, BT, Thames Water or BP? Let's be honest, it's because the media long ago gave up on the idea of changing where power really is business. 
Instead, we have this daft public school agitprop. But it's right, isn't it? You don't get the powerful targeted like this. You don't get them focused on in any meaningful way. You don't get them camped outside their family homes. Of course, it, that doesn't happen. This is a punishment beating, or it's part of a punishment beating, to humiliate Corbyn personally as an example for others. Pour encourager les autres, as the French put it. Now, look, I do not think, you know, let's just be clear, Corbyn is not a god, okay? He has flaws. I have critiques of him. I don't think the left should pin its future hopes on him. I don't think he thinks that either. But this hounding of victimisation is part of a wider political onslaught. Now, today, Labour's National Executive Committee voted 22 to 12 to ban uh, him, his local party, from being able to reselect him democratically as their local candidate, which they've done since 1983, should they choose to do so. Corbyn himself has released a statement saying he won't be intimidated um, into silence. Now, the party's officers, these are the democratically elected um, officers of the Labour Party um, in Islington North, which is the constituency which he has represented for four decades, um, they, they quote Keir Starmer saying uh, in February 2020, local party members should select their candidates for every election. Um, we believe, uh, they said they strongly support the statement from Keir Starmer in February 2020. We believe in the democratic right of all constituency parties to choose their prospective parliamentary candidate. Therefore, we reject the NEC's undue interference in Islington North, which undermines our goal of defeating the Conservatives and working with our communities for social justice. Now, in terms of this wider political context, let's just have a listen to Lewis Goodall, who's a journalist who I admire very, very much, whether I agree with him or not. I always think he's worth listening to um, on political issues. Let's just hear what he had to say. Team Starmer's view of this is that they can convince the public, as you say, that the party has changed by using Corbyn and the left to every conceivable opportunity, beat them with the biggest stick that they can. And this isn't, Corbyn is the most visible manifestation of this, but at every level of the party, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's easy to forget now the extent to which Starmer ran. I mean, I was in the, you know, in the room when he launched his campaign in Manchester back in 2020, and his whole appeal then was as, as a sort of bridging candidate, a more centrist party, candidate of the party within the Labour Party. So his line would be, let's not trash the last Labour government and let's not trash the last four years under Corbyn. Well, my word, we have moved so far from that in that time. The Labour left knew this was coming. I mean, I remember speaking to someone from the Labour left during that leadership campaign and saying to them, well, would Starmer be such like a bad outcome for you? You know, he signed up to all of these pledges, these Corbynite pledges. Uh, he's, you know, he's saying the right things as far as you're concerned. The mood music is pretty good, pretty conciliatory. And they were like, no, no, you don't understand. We'll be out. We'll be out straight away. They knew that this purge was coming. And if you look across the sort of hierarchy of the Labour Party, the different bits of the Labour Party, it has been purge by purge by purge, whether it's on the National Executive Committee itself, which used to be controlled by the left. Look at parliamentary selections which have gone on. In the 100 most winnable seats of the Labour Party, only two have been from the left. The Starmer leadership has exercised an iron grip on parliamentary selections. So this, in a way, the Corbyn stuff is the most visible manifestation of this, but there is no doubt that the Starmer leadership has been, in a way that is completely different, we've talked about before, John, to say how the Biden approach has been, which has been to embrace not only the sort of much of the ideology of the left, but many of the key figures. We had Bernie Sanders in this studio talking about exactly that. The Starmer approach has been to purge. And that is one of the reasons why it has generated such anger from so many parts um, of the left. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, of course, this is spot on, isn't it? That's what this is all about. An attempt a factional attempt to destroy the left forever. Now, I think it's just easy to go talk about the left and the right. So let's just spell out what we mean here. The people around Keir Starmer, who became Labour leader, promising a sit to, to keep the domestic policy pledges of Jeremy Corbyn, to keep, to, to, sorry, to encourage party unity, all the things that uh, Lewis Goodall noted. The people around him want to permanently crush Anyone who believes in things like public ownership of utilities or strong trade unions or a tax policy that actually redistributes wealth and power from the booming elites and from big business so we can have a proper investment in public services which aren't being um, hived off to public uh, to private profiteers. Um, that's what we're talking about. That's what, the, the, in, in practical terms, whether maybe you believe young people shouldn't be saddled with debt for daring to dream, for a university education for which all of society benefits from. Do you know what? There might be people watching or listening to this who think, I don't agree with all of that. Fine. You're entitled not to believe in any of that. But the opinion polls consistently show that actually most people do believe in those things. Now, people might go, well, you know, the polling, this, that, or the other. If you put them all together in a package, people might, you know, even people who think they like those individual policies, will they think it's credible or not? I think they will be. I think they can be done. 40% of the electorate did vote for that in 2017. Not enough to win the general election because the Tories won 42%. But given the circumstances back in 2017, it was a step in the right direction. I think Labour could have built on it. But it doesn't matter. We don't need to get bogged, bogged down in that particular debate. The issue is, do you think that those ideas should have political representation? Do you think they should exist in Parliament? Do you think that we should have MPs who actually represent those ideas. At the moment, we do. But the whole point is to terrify them into submission by doing this punishment beating to Corbyn, where if they ever bother to speak out on these issues, they are going to be scared of having their own uh, select, their, their whip, the Labour whip, withdrawn from them and being banned from being able to stand as a Labour MP, being purged. The, the whole point is to put them in a seal too, politically speaking. So you either get Labour MPs just kicked out altogether if they stand by those ideas, or they're too, or they're left too terrified that they will be kicked out that they don't bother to speak out on those issues ever again. It's the permanent destruction of people in politics being represented who have those ideas. 
Do you think that's reasonable? Do you think that's just? Do you think that's good for democracy? That is the point of the exercise. Now, I don't think this is going to work because I know those people around Keir Starmer. Don't get me wrong. They are, in many cases, horrible people. Personally unpleasant. Mediocre. No vision for the future. Not very talented. Not compared to the New Labour founders. Didn't, didn't agree with the New Labour's political project. But those people were substantial figures with an intellectual hinterland. They had an intellectual basis for the New Labour project. It was actually founded or born through partly this, uh, news, this magazine, would you believe, called Marxism Today. I won't go into that right now, but the point is there was something substantial there. Nothing substantial with these people. A lot of them are just... They have all the charm of Gareth Keenan from The Office. And they have about as much political imagination as him. I don't think that's going to work in the long term, guys. I mean, obviously, they're enjoying the way up because the Tories have combusted. Tories have set themselves on fire. Not just set themselves on fire, they've basically nuked themselves. No British government has so comprehensively destroyed themselves in office as much as this Conservative Party. So, as a consequence, by default, Labour are winning. And I think they will. They have every chance of winning the next election. It's not in the bag, but I think there's a very strong chance. But do I really think a leadership based on lies, because Keir Starmer's entire leadership campaign has gone in completely the opposite direction, do I think so much duplicity, given Keir Starmer emphasised how much he admired and respected his friend Jeremy Corbyn, who he criticised the media for maligning, do I really think that a leadership with no vision or ideas for the country in any meaningful way, do I think it's going to work out in the end? I don't. I don't at all. Of course I don't. I don't think there's anything there. I think that cupboard's pretty empty. And I think it's going to collide with political reality because actually it's not like 1997 when we had massive economic growth, relatively speaking, compared to now and rising living standards. Not sustainable. It was based on a financialised bubble. But people in this country now are in the midst of the worst crisis that this country's had for generations. It's like 1974, but on speed. I don't think that political formula is going to work. And I think a political project founded in lies and deceits, which Tony Blair's wasn't. He didn't pretend to be a radical left-winger when he's standing for leader in 1994. I don't believe a political project based on so much deceit, led by people who are so mediocre and lacking in imagination, is going to work in a, in a country as riddled by crisis as this. I think it will come crashing down one day. So I suppose I would say to those affected by hubris, which is what we're talking about here, for those around the Labour leadership who don't know what that word means, look it up. Um, hubris does meet its nemesis eventually. And I do think you should enjoy it. Enjoy, I'd be enjoying it if I were you. Crack open the champagne. You know, put your feet up. Enjoy yourselves. But do you really think a political project so defined by deceit and duplicity and by no ideas in a country riddled with so much crisis, do you think it's going to work in the long term? Okay, we'll see how this film ends. And I think it will be quite the ride for all of us. Please like, subscribe, do support some pages of God. Before I'm I'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.